Today's guest believes that the church right now is entering into a great awakening. Antonio Baldivinos heads up a global house of prayer where the focus is on worship and prayer as a means to revival. Antonio will also talk to us about a new endeavor called The Launch, designed to reach the millennial generation. Stay with us. This is Lifeline Today. Welcome to the program. So glad you're tuned in. We're going to have a great time today. Uh, we're going to be talking about what God is doing in the earth right now, but also a little bit more about the millennial generation. You've heard a lot about that. And our guest today is Antonio Baldovinos. Welcome to the program. Welcome, Thank Antonio. You. So good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be yeah. back. It's been a, yeah, it's you been know a while. We, well, yeah, we should say it's been about, what, four years or three years? When I don't we, know, but a couple years at least. Couple yeah. Years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> uh, we're really glad to have you. Maybe just tell our viewers a little bit about who you are, what you're doing. You're from Medicine Hat. You have the Global House of Prayer. Yep. So I run a ministry called Global Prayer House Missions Base. It's actually a YWAM um, a YWAM ministry. Which is Youth with a Mission. Youth with a Mission. And uh, <laughs> so I've been running that. I've been running in YWAM for about 20 years. Yeah. The first 10 years was with Crusades. So I did a lot of events, uh, reaching the go preaching the gospel all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and the last 10 years has been with Global Prayer House. Uh, it's a prayer and worship ministry. So awesome. when we pray, uh, worship is going simultaneously at the exact same time. Hmm. So it, it just attracts, I mean, it's based on the presence of God. So yeah. it just yeah. attracts a lot of people. And we do the Pursuit Conference, which is a large conference in Alberta. So Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, that's primarily, again, millennials, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it actually, uh, the first two years I ran it, I, we used to charge a lot of money, like hmm. $85 all the way to $120. And yeah. then... I really wanted to reach the younger generation, so we went for free. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the next year, about 70% of the attendees were younger, way younger. Wow. <laughs> so money. It's all based on money. Well, That's you did the right true. thing then, right? You did the right thing. That's awesome. Uh, you also have a church there, right? Yes. Yeah. So for the last three years, we started a church, and so every Sunday, we, we have a service at 10 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And so things are going well. Really well. Growing, a growing church. Right. That's awesome. So, you know, again, you, uh, we were just talking prior to the program, too, that you really have a passion for a millennial generation, mm -hmm. but you also really have been intentional in terms of uh, touching that generation. Does that go back to the first 10 years of Crusades with World Impact Tour? It does. So with the first 10 years, I was always learning from Billy Graham. So yeah. learning how, how they did the crusades and mm -hmm. their events and promotion and marketing and all that stuff. But one of the things that I remember him saying was that he intentionally uh, hung around, was around young, a younger generation. And because he noticed that a lot of his friends that were older were dying. <laughs> so, uh, so he kind of uh, focused his intention on that. And so I decided, well... I'm going to be intentional about learning the next generations that are coming after me. Because I'm 41, and I can actually relate probably easier to a 50-year-old, which are 9, 10 years away from me, than to someone who's 20 years younger than me. So I had to learn and change my perspective based on their values in order to reach them and have a conversation with them, get to know them. Uh, because what I thought was getting to know 
them was totally different than what they thought was getting to know me. So I had to change my perspective and learning their value system. Right. Wow, yeah. how, did, how did you do that? Well, I think one of the things that helps me is that I have, uh, my oldest is 20 years old. Yeah. So, you know, that really helped. No, I it think helps. that does help a lot. Yeah. yeah, it helps with language and dress yeah. and social media, mm -hmm. what's their interests, all of that, it really helps. But that opened up my eyes that I always have to be constantly changing myself. You know that Bible verse, I think it's in 1 Corinthians to the Greek, I became like the Greek to win the Greek, to the yeah, Jew, I became right. like the Jew to win yeah, the Jew Paul. by all possible means I might save some. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same principle. If we want to reach the next generation, we have to learn all their values, the way they dress, what's, what's in their psyche. And most of the time it's based on their experiences. So I, I had to learn. So my children was, was the most important, but also how language became such a huge value because I'm always like learning what they're saying. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what is that word? I don't know what that word <laughs> means. And it changes so quickly. Yeah, every year. Yeah. <laughs> every year it's changing a whole new, there's two or three main words that change everything. Wow. And uh, so I have to learn them. Sometimes I might find myself, when I say them, I'm like, oh, I'm like, a, I'm totally out of my, my uh, focus on even my personality <laughs> if I say that word. Yeah. And sometimes they might laugh at me. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay, I shouldn't say that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, shouldn't do, I shouldn't dress like that. That's not working. Yeah. So right. even though I try, I have to always be changing all those things all the time. Right. And I ask people, like I, I constantly am asking them, hey, well, how's this outfit? Because I don't know. Yeah. Am I way out, out there? I don't want to seem too young and not relatable either. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so they do expect you to be your age. They do. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. But I also don't want to be so far out there by yeah. my dress and my conversation. So I had to learn, and I'm still yeah. learning. The balance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little earlier we were talking about one of the formative things on this generation, and that is the smartphone. Mm. Yeah. And uh, it's 12 years since the first smartphone came out. But within a few years, what shocked me is that was 2007. By 2009, wow. the phenomenal impact of this smartphone in just two years. Uh, this is something our generation is finds hard to grasp that something can have that much impact such in short period of time but that, talk to us about what has this done to a whole generation yes yeah, so the phone has actually changed the game for everything apps i mean everyone thinks that the websites are still important. relevant they're not they're not no, they're so irrelevant wow um in fact the way you even market and sell to the next generation they're called funnels <laughs> yeah like click funnels I'm like yeah. I, i've been studying that because yeah. in order for me to reach that group of people, I have to learn the click funnel thing. Uh, so the phones changed everything. Uh, one of the main things, so okay, so this is a really good way of looking at it. We used to, everyone used to get married with someone that was local and be a part of things that were local. But because of the smartphone, it's changed with so many options. They can Google it. So one of the main things that, they ha that the millennial generation has a hard time with is long-term commitment. Wow. It's really affected them because what if something better shows up? Wow. What if a better relationship shows up? Wow. What if a better ministry or a better cause shows up? So they don't give themselves completely long-term to, a, to a something, to anything. So they really are paralyzed by long-term decisions, hmm. so marriage being one of them. Yes. And they're getting uh, married younger, uh, older and older. 
yeah. Yeah. based on options. They can Google it or date with whoever they want. They can, I mean, everything you purchase can be purchased online. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes with better options, cheaper, yeah. more affordable. So the smartphone has changed everything. But in their psyche, their value system is this principle, too many options. And it really affects their long-term commitments on so many levels. Wow. Really. And so um, relationships, it has also been affected yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of that. Not just marriage. I'm just talking about even having a friend. They think having a friend is they clicked my picture. They really think. So now they're my friend. They're my friend because they like my picture. Oh. Yeah. They might even think, uh, you know, um, even they exchanged something with that click. But they didn't. They just clicked something. Wow. You and I would think they just clicked something, but yeah. they might have a different Yeah, that's value. meaningless to totally me. Totally meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. But they right. exchanged something. Yeah. They think that's a value. Yeah. They're in relationship with you based on, they oh. might even private message you, uh, you know, DM you. Mm -hmm. All of that uh, is based, they think, that yeah. they have a relationship right. with you. Where you just, and you might, they might even be uncomfortable in person with you. Yeah. But in social media world, they're a lot more intentional and in asking more questions. Bold too, a lot I more think. bold, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. They might even that I can see, and I'm not sure that's entirely healthy. It's not. But it isn't healthy. Uh, no, I can't no. see that it is. But I can see that hiding behind the interface, you know, and mm -hmm. there, and then you never know who's authentic or not. Mm. Right. Yeah, because tone speaks to a lot of it. Of and course, and body it does. language yes. speaks to a lot of it. Yeah. 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 And looking, uh, you know, one of the things that I've seen is guys don't know how to talk to a girl that they're mm -hmm. interested in. Uh, they would ask them out on a date on text or on yeah. Facebook rather than in person. Yeah. They don't know how to relate to a, the opposite sex. The social skills just are not there. They're not there because well, they know well, how to relate and talk yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Now let's bring the gospel into this whole thing because we have a whole different culture happening here. How do we bring the gospel to the millennials and those younger and what would what would they or do they respond to connected with the yeah, gospel? Yeah, so a lot of the older generation they really value logic, science, apologetics, mm -hmm. theology and we could have airtight theology, an airtight um, belief system but they're not looking for that. What they're wow. looking for is experience. They, do I feel it? I mean, that's their main word. Wow. Do I feel it? If they don't feel it, they're not believing in it. So thank God the Holy Spirit's into experience and encounter. Exactly. Both, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they want that really yeah. bad. Uh, so they really uh, value that. And so if we, the more we can create atmospheres for the presence of God, um, not just Huge. a good presentation or a program, but even the preaching should be facilitating the present for them to experience God. Amen. Hmm. So that's the, I think that's the main one. The second one is after they get saved or after they're reached, they, we value organization and structure and a model. Yeah. They value family. Okay. So they value spending time. And sometimes you, it feels so worthless. We want to structure our time and get to a point. Yeah. They don't care about that. They want the time to be themselves and it might take time to break through <laughs> them being themselves with you. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to even figure that one out. Well yeah. I can understand that it would take my generation a longer time to understand that because you know time to us is, is totally different than you know we would be frustrated to see them 
you know, just having fellowship and relationship, but no end to it. Like, where are you going with that? (laughs) What's the point? I got to say, I'm guilty. I'm like, okay, we didn't get anything done here. Let's, uh, and I'm actually by nature quite relational. I know. Uh, But I'm I'm still, you know, got to get something done. The bottom line, you know, I feel like that's the, and uh, you know. But if that was the bottom line, if we change it, if that's the bottom line, that all they want is a connection. See, that's what we need to learn then, yes. don't we? Yeah. They want connection. They want family. The Bible says that there's many instructors, but very few fathers. fathers. Many right. teachers, many instructors, but very few fathers. They're looking for that. So, uh, Antonio, this is very interesting. <laughs> and this is particular since we've uh, developed this building, uh, our church and ministry now, that we started here seven years. and. But it seemed to go through a shift, and it's since that time we've heard this a lot, haven't we, Joan, about uh, younger people coming and saying, we, uh, we want a mom and dad. We want a we father want a father. and mother. We want to be mentored by a mom and dad. And, uh, and actually, we're seeing this a lot. It's, it's actually very encouraging to me because that being an apostolic gift, that is almost a natural byproduct in my mind. But it's interesting that you say this. You're really reaffirming something that I feel God is doing already in some ways. And so you're giving me some really helpful <laughs> insights. Yeah, absolutely. I, they are so wanting, so desiring a father and mother figure in their lives. Because yeah. yeah. they didn't grow up around the dinner table. Yeah. Oh, my. They didn't have that. They grew up eating dinner around the drive through going to sports. Even mm-hmm. if they had a good home. Yeah. I know. It's drive through going to the sports. Um, and we have grandkids that do that. Yeah, and it's, it's fine. Like, I don't get all worked up in it because we even go through sports seasons. Mm-hmm. But I'm always thinking, man, when was the last time they were able to look at my eyeballs and, around the dinner table and laugh and talk and just learn about Interesting. Them. Wow. And they don't have that unless there's a parent that's intentional. I think one of the end time answers for the challenges that we're facing, the Bible says in Malachi, that in the end times that he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children Very to good. the fathers. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the most important things that God is going to be Malachi doing. Malachi 4. And it may not be their own fathers. Mm-hmm. It may not be that. No. Because yeah. there, there's a will there. But what if there are fathers around our midst Amen. that would engage the younger generation to impart into them and teach them and coach them and love them and care mm-hmm. for them? and show them how to be a man or a woman. Um, so all these things, I think, is one of the end-time answers for the end-time problems, right. mm-hmm. which is fathering and mother. So we've got, yeah, wow. we got a li- we're moving ahead here, and I need to let you talk about something you're doing. You're absolutely engaging this generation through vol- multiple ways, but you're launching something called The Launch. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, so um, we're putting together um, a launch, which is event-driven. Now, I've done lots of events for 20 years. Yeah. Right. So I love events. I believe they are catalytic. They're an opportunity in a moment. Mm-hmm. And so engaging, not just all generations. So I love the next generation, but I want to engage every person that comes to our events, the launch, and invite them to adopt a block, adopt a neighborhood. Wow. So we're creating a software system uh, around this so that every person can sign up. So you would sign up for your neighborhood and you would begin to uh, engage them by prayer, engage them by connecting with them. Many 
times you don't know your neighbors. No. So you would engage them. Um, <laughs> and number three, you would begin to um, even share your faith, your story, learn about them, and then disciple them. So hopefully they give their life to Jesus. But through that process, from adopting your block, you engage them, you pray for them, you connect with them, you preach the gospel to them, and then you disciple them. Neighborhood by neighborhood. I've been a part of a lot of crusades, mm -hmm. and I love them. I love every form of evangelism, one-on-one -on -one and mass evangelism. I believe in, in all of it. But what if the end time call was for every person to engage every person? Every neighborhood, every mom, every dad, every neighborhood would be engaged and committed to. I think that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. So the launch is to activate every believer into a life of prayer and to a life of evangelism. That's why in, Ma in Matthew 9, he, he says, pray for the Lord of the harvest. harvest. Yes, so right. prayer has to be connected to the harvest field. Because that's where we get the compassion and the feelings and the desires and the burdens that God has. And once we have them, we're, it's inevitable that we're going to reach and, and preach the gospel. Yeah. Every mm -hmm. person, though. Not just the preacher on stage, mm -hmm. but every individual doing their part. Mm. It's like a ne Nehemiah building the wall. Every person had to do their part. Yeah. I believe that's what, what we have to do too. Yeah. So that's the launch. So but what you're saying is you start out by praying for your neighborhood, yeah. praying for your block, yeah. and then reaching out to one yeah. family at a time and just starting to share your heart, ask them yeah. about their story, get to know them a little bit. This is so radical. I mean, this used to be the way life was when we grew right, up. Right. But well, it's, it is radical today because, you know, we have a garage door that opens up. We drive in, the garage door goes down. As a matter of down. fact, I do it with the smartphone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, isn't It's true. It? Uh, but, you know, if you drive through the neighborhoods of a city, you'll notice that there's portions of the city that are older that look nothing like the new parts in the suburbs. Right. And Joan said it, the primary thing you see in every house is a double garage in the front. And you, it's got a remote opener and you drive in and the door closes, you go in your house, nobody even sees you, you never say hello. Right. And yeah, it has changed the way we interact in our neighborhoods. We interact outside our neighborhoods more than we do within. Yeah. So this has to be very intentional, what you're saying. It does. It, it's just not, oh, well, if someday I see them outside, I'll talk to them. But this no. is intentional. Yeah, and this is a software system for wow. very neutral for every denomination, every church, every person can be engaged in this. Wow. Reaching, wow. reaching Canada. We're going to take a break right now. <laughs> come back with you in a few minutes. We'll close the program. We need to pray for some people as well. Uh, I know a lot of people burdened for a generation. Yeah. Uh, we're certainly burdened for what we see in North America and Western world. And uh, I'm really encouraged by what I see in the third world and even in the second world. There is phenomenal things going on in those uh, places. But the Western world is really needs to be touched by the power of God and needs to be evangelized <laughs> in a fresh way, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting, I, I just want to say this, when I'm listening to you the whole time of talking about millennials, it is actually relationship that is the void, the vacuum in all our lives. Like Joan said, we drive into our garage, we never see our neighbors. <laughs> it's the vacuum. And that's or the, we have dinner in the drive-through and not on the dinner table around our yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll be back right after this. Canada needs a fresh move of God, and you can help by partnering financially with Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan and the breakthrough anointing that's on this ministry. 
All monthly donors join our unique group of faithful partners, and in appreciation, Dick and Joan will send you a special DVD. In it, Dick and Joan share their hearts and vision for Canada and take time to pray powerfully over you. In addition, we will send you this year's special partner fridge magnet, a reminder that you stand together with Dick and Joan for Canada. Partner at $50 a month and also receive this leather-bound journal entitled Sacred Time, Sacred Place. This journal will bring greater intimacy to your daily time with the Lord. Faith-filled partners giving $100 a month will also receive this elegant journal Bible personally signed with a note of encouragement from Joan. Your tax-deductible donation will empower this ministry to release the prophetic voice of God across our nation. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Phone 403-942-0123 or email info at dickandjoan.com today. Psalm 86 verse 5 says, O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love, for all who ask for your help. Just ask, the Lord says. He's there for you. In Lifeline Today Prayer Center, we're here for you today. We want to pray with you that you will experience Jesus' love, Jesus' unfailing love for you, for your family, that you'll experience the height and the depth and the breadth of his love for you. Will you call us right now with your prayer request? Just ask, simply ask, and the Lord will answer. We'll pass your prayer request through to the intercessors, and together we'll see your miracles. Call us right now. We're with Antonio Baldovinos, and he has the Global Prayer House in Medicine Hat, a YWAM-based ministry. Uh, really interesting talk about reaching millennials. And uh, one thing I know with absolute certainty, there is going to be a harvest on the earth. In fact, I think it's imminent. I believe yeah. we've actually stepped into it. Or the, the waves are already at our feet. And it's going to be a millennial generation that is going to see the harvest and be the harvesters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was 20, the Lord spoke to me and said I would be a leader in the greatest move of Holy Spirit the earth had ever witnessed. Of course, you know, when you get a word when you're 20, you think that's when you're going to be 21. That's going to happen, right? <laughs> it turns out now I have a different perspective. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's obviously, uh, I believe we'll be like a father and mother to other leaders, which we didn't have, really have spiritually when we were Not first saved. spiritual fathers. And yeah. So uh, tell us about awakening, awakening a sleeping church. Well, I am passionate about that. Um, I think the presence of God. But if let, let me take it more on a personal level. Even for my own personal life, it's easy for me to get distracted. Mm -hmm. Easy for me not to be on fire, if you will. And some of the things that have helped me over time, even right now, in my season, where I am right now, it's prayer and fasting. It's opening up my Bible, not my smartphone, yeah. my Bible. Mm -hmm. You know that Bible verse, did not our hearts burn within us when he opened up the scriptures to us yeah. Yeah, in Luke 24? Right. And if our hearts, if we want our hearts to burn within us, it has to be with the spirit of revelation in the word. Because he revealed himself in the word. Absolutely. And so um, I'm praying constantly for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Ephesians 1.17, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. for my eyes, my heart to be opened and awakened and my heart to burn. Yeah. And so I would be praying every church service, every meeting, every, for my whole family. I pray 
for the spirit of revelation on my children. Wow. That, I believe, is an awakening. So individually and then transcending that, I believe, through the nation. Take a minute, would you? We have only a few minutes left and pray for our viewers and look into the camera. And uh, really just pray for a revival to come to everyone. We have a lot of viewers. Now, they're probably not mostly millennials. They're probably an older. But they are really hungry for a fresh move of God. And they're very lives. concerned about their millennial their... grandchildren or right. children, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'd love to pray. God, we just thank you for what you're doing on the earth mm. and that you see every person and what they're going through. And I pray right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to even touch them. Those yes. who are watching right now on the screen, I pray that you would touch them. And we receive you, Holy Spirit. We receive all the things that you're doing. And I pray for the spirit of revival to fall upon churches, homes, yes. uh, children, those yes, children Lord. that have walked away or, or are not interested in the things of God. I pray that you would even visit Thank them you, at Lord. night in their sleep. So I pray for the spirit of awakening, the spirit of revival to take over and to come on us, to come on, on us even while we open up the Bible and, and see the scriptures. And I pray that our hearts would start burning. And Thank I pray you, for every home, there would be a great turning, every home, that every home would be a house on fire, a house full of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And full of the Word of God. So I pray for a great turning to break in into every viewer that's watching right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Mm. Amen. You know, uh, I'm going to invite you to call in and give the names of your millennial children or grandchildren. And uh, our prayer center is just amazing. Yeah. We have a wonderful group of people, and they will be praying over those names. They will record them. Uh, Jill amazes me. She has a record of everything. I and I ask or I say something. And, you know, we, we flow a lot in the word of knowledge on these programs. And she keeps a record of everything. 100% of the time, the exact word of knowledge is responded to and then she keeps a record wow. of all of this yeah. wow. and then right. they pray over it multiple times during the week well we have a prayer center here in the building and yeah. it's a man by many volunteers you know i just want you to know something this has impact call and give the name of your kids and and just like antonio said just pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon them and it's true it's revelation that stirs you into revival isn't it it is it's when it, it comes is. alive i have to confess i use the bible app a lot <laughs> off my phone and, sure. and computer uh i really really appreciate it i uh, use it a very like me, effectively I like this. <laughs> but uh, yeah. maybe i and I preach from my iPad. I have an iPad Pro. So, um, well, I'm trying to be a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. But uh, do that, will you? And uh, Antonio, I know you're doing events. You've already begun yeah. uh, doing them called the launch. So if you go to their, your website is... Uh, LaunchCanada.ca. LaunchCanada.ca. And then you can find out more about these events. And, uh, you know, your history with... The World Impact Tour, I remember those, man, yeah. they, mm -hmm. they came into Lethbridge, they came all over. Yeah. 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 They did yeah. a, there was a Yeah, huge we impact. filled out the NMAC Center. Yes. You know, awesome. 6,500 people. Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. That is, is a huge, isn't it? huge thing. Let's and do it again. I would love to. <laughs> That's a lot of work, though. Oh, it I is. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being thank on the program. Thank you so much for being here. Go to the website for find out a little more. We're believing for the harvest, and it is the time. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Thank you for being on the program. And remember this, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. See you next time. Bye-bye. This program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for your partnership. We want to hear from you. 
Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments on the program. Be sure to visit our website for up-to-date information or get in touch with us by email or phone. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Dick and Joan are now available for conferences and events in your area. To book them for your event, call 587-425-5730 or email info at dickandjoan.com.